0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crash Couch. I'm finally over what happened to Miller in the previous episode, so I think we can move on. That was fast. Unless, yeah, I, I kind of have to just because, you know, otherwise, otherwise, you know, I'll just spend 45 minutes eulogizing. Uh, you do
1: have <laughs> to. Yeah, that, that you have to get over it at some point. I imagine yeah. there are a lot of people well, who still aren't over it.
0: Well, the Expanse Twitter this past week was not helping matters. Whoever runs their social media account was really, like, giving me all the feels. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I'm your host, Chris. As always, Uh, I have Eric and Lou here with me. Again, no one got spaced, which is good. We're keeping that trend going.
2: Well, okay, yeah. Maybe not space, but... You know, we,
1: There'll be more to come, Lou. It's okay. We
0: we
2: did kill someone, so, you
0: know. That is true. So we're here to talk about episode six of season two, Paradigm Shift. Uh, one thing before we start I want to say is that um, we got some feedback that I saw on iTunes. I think it was iTunes. Oh, yeah. And... And I, I kind of want to address this just to Uh-oh. maybe give you guys a chance to explain, themse- explain yourselves because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. That's just me. Oh, you're blaming us? Yes, I'm, I'm putting wow. the blame on you guys. I'm the host, so I can blame both of you. Great. So uh, we had a review that said Crash Couch was okay, but we were nitpicky. Okay. And well, we were personally i don't i don't I don't think I'm nitpicking because I have not read the books
1: oh okay was there more context for the nitpicking?
0: No, just that we were nitpicking
1: okay, so depending on when the review was written, to be fair, we did nitpick last last week mm-hmm. I sure. mean, I we, think we nitpicked probably for, for it, the first twenty minutes of the episode to be fair mm-hmm Now, I felt like it was objective and um Again, as we said before, it, we're passionate about this show. Yeah, uh, I was
2: going to say. I mean, nitpicking, yeah, but nitpicking because we love the show so much, and and mm-hmm. you know,
1: and we that's care why enough we the points we did right. We, we care enough to to analyze the the show and to question some of the the stuff that that comes up. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, um was it Zach? I think it was Zachary who pointed out. Uh, Zachary from yeah, our, our Patreon donors. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a little bit of a problem with the fact that when they did the high G burn, um, it didn't look violent. It, it didn't really look like there was anything going on that would damage them, uh, et, et cetera. And I, I kind of went off on this little tirade about it. Zachary pointed out that you would only get that kind of violent shaking, shaking back and forth in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely correct. So I, I, shamefully rescind my earlier complaint. Um, I stand by the fact that I kind of felt like they, uh, I, I don't know. I, I wish they would have portrayed the G force a little differently, but my expectation is something that has been more of a, uh, a tool that's been used in movies and TV shows for so long that I've gotten used to it and expected to see it here. But the show's level of realism is such that we should not have mm. gotten it here, and so we didn't. There was no atmosphere. There should not have been any violent shaking back and forth. And, Zachary, thank you for pointing that out, because you are absolutely correct, and I was absolutely wrong.
2: Well, there still could be some vibration from the engine itself. But the thing know, is... transmitting through the ship. True. Not not just the ship interacting with the atmosphere, which which could happen in, in the atmosphere, but out in space, I think you'd still get some vibration from the engines through the but ship it, itself.
1: But it wouldn't cause the level of... Uh, violent shaking that I was decrying. It, it would right, You're yeah. right, Lou, you but it wouldn't, wouldn't have see been. That, no. Yeah. And the Rosinante was supposed to have been such a, a well, you know, a finely tuned machine that, yeah, there would have been some vibration, but it would not have been what I was trying to describe. I, I was right. flat out wrong.
2: Right, and, and I think from my point of view, I was looking for more of just, uh, you know, the level of realism in the novels is such that it really makes you feel when you read that that like you. Understand what they're going through, right? At a high G burn, and I really want that level of realism in the yeah, TV show yeah. as well,
1: which is hard to portray. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so we were nitpicking, um, and yeah, uh, you know maybe that that's episode, something we so. we need to keep an eye on. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm listen. I am. Still going to remain objective and I'm still going to call things like ICM, I see them and I know you guys are too. We're not just fanboys. We, we're not just going to blindly worship at the altar of James S. A. Corey. Uh, quite the opposite. We love The Expanse and, and the books and the TV series both because it is such high quality. And when you look at it objectively, you don't find much fault. Everything works. The level of realism is good. The level of writing in the books is phenomenal. The level of acting in the show is incredible. I mean, just every aspect of the creation of both the show and the books are really good. That's why we're dedicating so much time to to a podcast. But I I do understand the complaint about the nitpicking.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's just the one thing I wanted to address. Just because that's one of the first really not negative but i mean points i wanted to make sure we point out we're not doing it because we're trying to tear the show apart we just do it as fans right Mm. and because we love it so but speaking of the uh the g thing that you guys were talking about the
1: g-force yeah i love that cartoon may the g-force be with you (laughs) that was a good cartoon um
0: that's shown again in this episode, and I wanted to know if you guys had a different opinion, or you know, ever since you saw that email, or if it changed, or what.
2: Yeah, I had a couple of thoughts about that actually. Um, I thought they handled the G's much better in this
1: episode than the last one. Now we're talking about um, the scenes with. E- Ep, was it Epstein, Epstein? Epstein,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, yeah, the I sequence agree. of events that led to the Epstein drive and, and, the, and the death of uh, Solomon Epstein. Um they handled it better, and it also made me even more validate kind of what we talked about in the last episode. Because one of the issues I had with the last episode was that they were moving around the ship like nothing was going on <clears throat> while they started the chase um Eros and you know they were at a pretty high rate of g before they actually got strapped into their into their crash couches um you know and i'm not saying high like you know eight nine i'm saying high like you know three four five i think is what they were kind of up against when they were first chasing Eros. and you know you see in this episode when he's at like 3g he's in his chair kind of we can't really move too much you know it's like he was pinned down at a much lower rate of acceleration than they had them walking around at, or at least they inferred they were walking around at in the last episode. So that, that to me was a continuity issue between the two episodes and how they filmed them. Um, this one was handled much more realistically as far as, you know, how you would feel operating at two, three, four, five G's. Um, it's it's amazing how quickly that adds up to not being able to move very much. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think his scale goes off the off the chart at nine, nine point nine it goes off the scale. Um, on his ship, and he was pinned in this chair and couldn't move. I mean he he died because he could not move and turn the ship off at, you know, three G or four G or five G whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Um, so Well what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I agree with you. I think the portrayal was much better. Uh, it, and you know, I'm glad they included that in the uh, in the show too.
0: Can I just say that I didn't know this because uh, again, I've not read any of the literature. But that part, that scene, um, is from a uh, prequel, like short story, novella type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Called so, the churn. Uh, no, the burden. It's called okay. Drive. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I think the churn was next.
2: Yeah, it was also mentioned in I think the second book, pretty extensively. They, they talked him not not the whole short story, but they talked about what happened to him um, and you know, why the driver's was named after him and, and what happened. You know, he was. They, they called it the longest funeral ever. Cause you <laughs> can still see his ship, you know, accelerating off into the reaches. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well put.
2: <laughs> with, with, with the telescope, yeah.
1: I, I liked that they included that, though. That was, that was mm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, so I guess, well,
2: yeah, but it also fit in with the story too. I mean, they talk about technology changing things and how we're moving from you know where we were at the beginning of the story to where we're getting into now, right? And and I think that was a good segue to kind of you know talk about what's going on with the proto molecule and what's going on with um, you know the level of technology that Earth thinks Mars has and Mars thinks Earth has and the Belters and everybody else. In how you know that will change things, or you know, like the name of the episode, paradigm shift. You know what what the what the paradigm shift is in the universe now because now we have this new technology. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to know, Chris, what you thought of this episode because, again, having not read the books, and, and we're basically we've moved on from Leviathan Wakes. So we're now into the second book, which uh, lose at Caliban's War. Yeah. Okay. So the the episode obviously has a different feel we've we've moved on from the events that wrapped up the first part of the story and, mm-hmm. and so how did you feel about the the transition forward
0: well i don't know if this was um i don't know if this was just because i knew that we were ending the first book and going into the second but it felt kind of like the start of a new season or the start of a movie almost. Um, Like I I could definitely tell that like we were moving on to a different, not a different conflict necessarily, but like a different part or different act of the story. Um, You know, we're not focusing so much on things that I I assume Leviathan wakes focuses on, even though they, they tell, you know, a larger part of the, Same story, but it's just, you know, different aspects of it. Um, That being said, I kind of I I thought about this on my second viewing of this episode that it feels a little like not filler, but one of those slow moving ones that happened in um, season one. And, you know, if you remember us talking about it, then it was a little um, we found it a little Not boring, but just a little slow moving. This one was a little bit more interesting uh, for one to be one of those not heavy action filled episodes. So I I actually enjoyed this one. Um, I think it had a lot of good character moments. And had good character development rather than just, you know, us expecting it. We actually got to see it, especially. um, Right between uh amos and alex i think because you know at the the start they were kind of joking um with each other and then when they get on back onto um the station off of the ship you know we have that confrontation uh in the in the bar or the brothel whatever it was and um you know, we see later on that kind of gets under Alex's skin a little bit.
1: Right. Well, and I like the way that Alex kind of stood up for himself too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he might not be protecting them in the sense of, uh, you know, knocking people cold in a bar, but he's protecting them by keeping them alive when, when they're out in the ship. I mean, everybody has a role to play. It's a different type of role, but that doesn't make his role any less important or it does not make him any less of a bodyguard of sorts than Amos is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was a really important point to make and and I'm glad that they they used a moment like that to make that point.
0: Mhm. Another thing too uh speaking of um Alex and Amos, I liked when uh <laughs> It was it was a funny moment when Holden was telling them that him and uh, Naomi are sleeping together and they had a bet. (laughs) I just thought that was that was really that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It it shows, you know, it was it was supposed to be like a serious scene and then it just turned into a bit of a a bit of comedy um, to. Not they're they're more than just because if you remember from like episode two we kind of had that uh, they they were more acquaintances but now they're really starting to you can see the camaraderie and they they're more friends than than anything so it's my it's I, I think this episode was important mainly for that for character development of multiple. Um, Multiple people, not just the Rosie crew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) what else do we want to cover from this episode?
0: (laughs) I mean, again, not, not a lot. This is one of those weird ones where not a lot happened, but it, you know, it's, it's going to be important in the long run. Um, And I think that's something that, the Expanse does really, really well. And I don't know if this is just, you know, a book thing or if it's like, you know, what we're seeing the writers do and the directors and the actors um, making each episode feel important without, you know, necessarily moving the plot along or having that big action piece that makes something worth watching. But I, I think we would be a little a little um I don't know what the word is a little wrong to uh not talk about the ending. Yeah, I was just it. gonna say I wanna know what Chris thought of the ending of this.
1: I knew that's what uh, Lou was waiting for. <laughs> it okay, so
0: we have uh um Bobby and her crew or her her I don't want to say crew, but um her squad, I guess. Mm-hmm on I, you guys can clarify where are they? Where do they like land? Uh,
1: Ganymede. Uh, right? Ganymede. Okay.
0: And you know they're just kind of looking around, and then um, they see, I, I, what I'm assuming UN soldiers like running at them. And then yes, just, and like I didn't notice this at first, but I was I was because I watched this uh, on a computer at first, and then um one well, my second viewing, I, uh, plugged it up to my TV and yeah, I had the, you know, bigger screen and I saw, you know, like a creature type thing, which obviously is what we see at the very end. And it, it kind of, uh, it kind of threw me off because we get a little bit of like mention of like alien life in, earlier in the episode, and I didn't really, like, I was like, oh, well, this is like more realistic science fiction. And yeah, I mean, I know we have the protomolecule, but that's like, that's like science stuff. Like, that's not like made-up aliens. And I don't know if this is a creature or an alien or what, or if it's part of the protomolecule. I mean, it kind of looks like it, but we see it, whatever it is, um, Terror, Bobby, and her Crew apart. Well, except for her, everyone else it looks like dies. But I, it just it, I was shocked. Honestly, I didn't really know what to expect from that.
1: Yeah, I was kind of bummed that they put it at the end of the episode, so that obviously we can't find out until next week.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you know, good cliffhanger. Hmm. Yeah, it is a I, good I
0: think. I think for the live viewing, it will be really. I think it's. I think. One of it's one of those things where, you know, we, we spend an episode, we just had one of the main characters get killed, killed off. And we spend this episode kind of regrouping, you know, seeing what the plan is moving forward. And, you know, usually when we have like uh, the start of a new book or the start of a new season, you know, you, it kind of takes a couple episodes to get back into like the swing of things. But this one, you know, we're starting a new book and even though it's not the start of a season, you know, it doesn't uh, take its time, really ramping up and and getting back to another cliffhanger type thing, um, you know, like some of the, some TV shows are guilty of doing. See, so, yeah, I'm I'm really curious at what happens and and what this is like. I I have a feeling, just based on visuals, that it might be like a proto molecule thing, but it, I also wouldn't be surprised if it's a a different foe or or a different conflict that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. related to that well they
2: haven't given us any details at all as far as what's going on here so i i can't wait to see the next episode after this and see how everything unfolds Mm -hmm. um and and where we go from here because you know they gave you no details at all and it was actually a little bit different than what we had in the novel really
0: i'm I'm curious i'll wait until Probably next week to ask you about that, mm. because I't
2: yeah to- I, I really I don't want to say any more because I think the way they shot this and the way they gave it to us in this episode, they're going somewhere with things, and uh, you know I know where things went in the book, which would probably end up in the same place as we're going to get in the in the story here, but um, they've left certain things out to make you take it more of a cliffhanger. You know, to make it yeah. more exciting, I guess, for next week's episode. So,
0: and see, I, I like that they're doing that because I don't know about you guys, but and I, I don't want to speak for people that um, that for all people that have read the book, but if it were me, I would certainly enjoy the show. Like that would not deter my enjoyment of it, but I would feel a little bit not annoyed, just a little disappointed that I know already know the outcome. And that, that's one of my issues when I like, see a movie or a show that's for, adapted from a book. But um, I, I kind of like what you said, Lou, that they're sort of changing things up, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, at least changing this up in how they reveal the details to us, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's a wise thing to do. And I wish more people would do that when they adapt books. Um. Even if you don't want to change the out, change the outcome, you're changing the the presentation and how you get there. Without, yeah. Without- and
2: I really hope they dive back in. I mean, obviously, what happened at the end of the episode is a pretty big story point, and we're going to get more of that. But the sequence in the novel was so vivid and so much in your face. I was like, and yeah, I think I said this on the show before. I can't wait to see the opening sequence for that book on screen hmm and then we didn't get it i was like uh, what did, did i miss did, did i fall yeah. asleep and let uh, me rewind
1: we, we no, may have but, to <laughs> wait and explain details next week but i i'm yeah. definitely with yeah. lou on this one i as soon as i watched it, i'm like oh wow i gotta talk to lou because I, I, I knew I, that it was gonna be an issue
2: yeah i, 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 thought for sure I
1: fell asleep and missed a whole section of my like, I, I had to miss <laughs> that what, what happened but i don't think it's necessarily a bad move um no I well again we we'll probably need to discuss it more next week but right um, yeah, I don't
2: want to say any more yet
1: but not not even because it's necessarily spoilerish but because it could be it, it would just be it would be easier to explain if we had just a little bit more we could talk about and I'm right. I'm confident we're getting that at the beginning of the next episode so but it yeah, Lou and I talked about it a little bit off the air, and at first it really bugged both of us, and we kind of talked about it a little bit more. And I, I think, you know, there are some pretty legitimate reasons for them doing it the way they did. Okay. So it's Isn't not a bad what, thing. I
0: know, I know you guys were saying, even in the last episode, um, I believe that there was something in episode six that really got under your skin. Yeah, that's what I, it was. I, Is that this? Okay.
1: It it was that there was something from the books. It was, and it's, again, it's not that they did anything wrong, but I think that a lot of people, if they've read the books, this was one of the more memorable moments from book two. And it was the Mm -hmm. opening of book two. It was that, that scene that grabs you and pulls you into the story so that you don't put the book down and go find a different book. It was the introduction of Bobby. This was how we met her in the books. Right. Right. And uh, so it was memorable for several reasons. So I think we were expecting something closer to the the level of depth that we got in the books on the TV series. The thing is, oh, okay. on the TV series, we've already been introduced to Bobby. Mm-hmm. So that aspect from the book is, isn't relevant because it's a different context. And then yeah. there were aspects of the fight and some of the things going on in people's heads that you could get in the book that you couldn 't really necessarily get in the t v show um, so again it 's a different medium and and this is one of those things there are things about television that are so much better than in the book uh, just like the very introduction of uh of series mm-hmm. um Getting to see the different areas of series and, and the class differences and the bird that would, you know, flap its wings a little bit and hover and flap its wings a little bit again and hover. Like that demonstration of low G. You can't do that in the book and have the same effect on television. On the flip side, in a book, when you're in an action scene, you get inner monologue from the characters that you don't get in a television show. Yeah. So each medium has its own pros and cons. And I think that we, as people who were familiar with the books, probably made assumptions on what we would get on, on the screen, and those assumptions may not have been realistic.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And to be to be fair, that that really always happens when it comes to it does. Um, I, I know to make a similar point, I was not a fan of uh, the Harry Potter um, and the Deathly Hallows movie. I thought they did the Battle of Hogwarts really bad, and I mean, I wasn't a fan of it in the book either, but hmm. it just – it was annoying. Okay. So I, I know what you mean when it comes to expectations.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I think it's – they didn't do anything wrong. We expected something. We didn't get what we expected, and that disappointed us. But I think there were reasons we didn't get it. And like I said, it, it, more than that, we should probably hold off until next episode before – Elaborating, okay. but uh, I'm I'm glad that we saw what we did. I'm, I'm glad that they're they're keeping that in because the other thing they could have done is having introduced Bobby so early, they could have gone in a totally different direction. Yeah, and and so I'm glad that they didn't, and that they brought that moment from the book in. I was very happy to see it in that regard.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. One last thing I'll say is that I really like the uh, again. I say it every week, but I like the effects in this episode, specifically the end when the um, the Martian ship is getting attacked by something, and mm-hmm. um, we see like the, uh, I guess for the life of a better word, the bullets hitting yeah. the ship, and um, even some of the. Uh, I, I think they show a little bit of it when um, Bobby's squad gets attacked.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and I was very disappointed that the XO dies. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I, that that was that made like, me
0: sad. I, I remember I was watching it, and like I kind of like in the back of my mind was anticipating it, just because yeah. like they were leading up to that. But then it, like I, I saw it, and I saw like his the hole in his chest um, happen when he yeah. got shot. And I, like I literally gasped.
1: So. I knew, like, I didn't know that shot was coming, but I knew it was coming. Yeah, I I knew the character was not gonna stick around long, Um, Mm -hmm. not because he wasn't in the book or because he didn't spend much time in the book. Because they still could have, you know, the TV show. They can do things differently in the TV show than they do in the books. That's not the issue. I, I just knew that it was going to end up that we weren't going to get much of him, which is sad because I think he's a good actor. Yeah, and I thought he did really well in this role. Alas, it it did not, it did not happen. Well, now, now, now really we know intense. what happens
0: when uh, actors or not actors, but characters that we love and really enjoy watching on screen die.
1: <laughs> now we, you know, did we didn't it. we
0: didn't get that last week.
1: We I'm now I want to go back <laughs> right. to what I said before about this is not some kind of Game of Thrones, Walking Dead show. It you know it's okay to invest in these characters and, and expect uh-huh. that, that investment. Unless will be their name rewarded. is
0: Joe Miller. Ah.
1: Uh, but, you know, if everybody were going to be safe all the time, we would never feel any level of of potential dread or concern or fear for our heroes. That is true. You, you have to have, I mean, that's something that Joss Whedon, like him or not, was always good at. You always knew the stakes were high because you never knew who was safe and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, there are, are good reasons for characters to die. People die in real life. People die in stories. Death is, is part of life. And this was one of those moments where, for literary purposes, it fit to have this character die off. And I thought they did mm-hmm. it brilliantly. It's sad. Yeah. But it's, it fit. And when you think about it, you took a character who had already kind of hit a dead end at the beginning of the series. And he found meaning in this investigation. And then that investigation was taken away from him. And then he was left with nothing. So he hit rock bottom and he came up out of that. And in Mm -hmm. doing so, quite literally saved planet Earth. Yeah. So I mean that's a that's a pretty heroic way to go. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. sad, but I'm pleased with it. I'm happy with it. Yeah. One
0: last shout out to uh, Diogo who (laughs) was (laughs) was saying Miller's epic last words, and that's not what happened at all. Oh, fun stuff! I love that actor Andrew something. Uh, Diogo's last name.
2: I, I did like it when he was leaving the bar, and he's like, "I'm doing this for you, Miller."
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh man. And I did, I that. did
2: like you know, the the whole part was. I, I, I am liking the the um, relationship growing between Alex and Amos, like you were saying before, Chris. And I did love the part where he does come and rescue him, and then Alex is like, w- w- "Where where'd you come from?" He's like, "Well, I, I I got a flat next door." He's like, "That's a brothel." That's he's a like, brothel. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> I'm like that—that's that, that, <laughs> that's awesome. great. Perfect character development. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think there were a lot of good, like, one-liners in this episode too. Yeah, or just or quotable moments, I guess you could say.
1: There were a lot of good character development moments that were humorous without uh, without the characters intending them to be humorous. Right. Yeah. Obviously, the writers intended it, but it, it yeah. worked. The humor worked without being like smacking you upside the head about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And credit to the actress too for delivering. Uh, oh yeah, comedic performance and just the way they delivered the lines. Right.
1: Comedy most of the time is about timing, and yep. they nailed it. Mm-hmm. As usual, all,
0: all, all in all, I think this will be. Honestly, probably one of my favorite episodes of the season just because of the way they developed the characters. Like, this is one that, even though there's not a lot that goes on, I could probably watch a few times and not get really bored
1: by it. Well, because nobody dies, you're safe. That's true. No, as long well, as you died. Bobby's XO.
0: That is, that, that's a good point. Eric, <laughs> were you saying See, something I, before I? I
1: found a way to make it sad again. Look at that. <laughs>
0: Eric were you saying something before I uh
1: no, no, brought that point up, okay, I don't think so. If it was, it wasn't important.
0: <laughs> all right, well you guys have anything more to say?
1: No, just looking forward to the next episode,
0: yeah. yeah, me too. All right, well, guys, I think that's all we're going to talk about this week on the crash couch. We will be back next week for uh, episode seven the seventh man. So really interested to see what happens in that regard. So in the meantime, if you have feedback for us about how we're too nitpicky or even if we're not nit- that, nitpicky that enough, was was valid
1: feedback, <laughs> it was
0: valid. It was very valid. And I, that's why we wanted to address it. Um, you can contact us at, at our email crash couch at randomchatter.com. That goes to myself, Eric, and Lou, so you can uh, rest assured that one of us will see it, and Eric might ignore it, uh, <laughs> Lou might just not see it, but I will see it, and I will make sure they both do.
1: Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. <laughs> throwing us under the bus. There aren't was, even was, buses hey, on this show. Under the show. They
2: threw me under the back wheels again. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Jesus.
1: Backed oh, up over man. me
2: second time.
0: You guys I'm should dumb. have never let me host hear something? this show.
2: I guess I know, not. Up. I heard it that time.
0: Uh, you can also find us on all of our social media accounts. We have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash random chatter network. The Crash Couch Twitter is at Crash Couch. That's also where I do live tweets every Wednesday at 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern. So if you're watching the show on sci fi or space, if you're in Canada, uh,
2: join you can us on Twitter. watch
0: the show with space? Oh,
2: on I like space to do channel.
0: That.
2: Yeah, I know. Oh, I thought you can go into space. Yeah.
0: That would be cool. That would be cool. But I do a live tweet every every uh, Wednesday night when the show airs. So join us for that. It's very, very fun. We have a good time. Uh, let's see. We also have the network Twitter, which is at Random Chatter. Uh, my Twitter is at TheCurseOfChris. Uh, Lou, what is your Twitter?
2: Uh, you can find me at Lou Secchi. That's L-O-U-S-E-C-K-I.
0: And Eric.
1: Mine is Eric Blight. That's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E.
0: And Eric, why don't you tell people a little bit about RandomChatter.com?
1: All right. Well, over at RandomChatter.com, we have the entire Random Chatter network of podcasts. We've got several based on TV shows, uh, like The Expanse. Um, and, uh, most of those are hosted by Jay and Josh. I highly recommend those. Uh, we also have Ghost Stories based on the Rebels TV series and we have other Star Wars podcasts as well. We have non-Star Wars podcasts. Uh, the main Random Chatter show has, uh, both news and discussion type episodes that cover just kind of the, the entertainment industry in general. And uh, we've got the retro convo. We've got lots of different shows that you should check out. So just head over there and and kind of browse through the shows and the descriptions and and see what you think you might like and and check it out. Or in iTunes, you can get the entire network feed all together.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of iTunes, I checked and I'm pretty sure we have our own iTunes feed now.
1: Yay! I kind,
0: of, I kind of forgot to put this at the top of the show, but hey, whatever. <laughs> That's what we do here on the Crash Couch. Um, yeah, we do have our own iTunes feed now, uh, according to the app that I use. Uh, so just search Crash Couch, and it'll probably be there. Leave us reviews, too, there, uh, or Stitcher, or wherever else you get your um, podcast fix. Uh, tell your friends about us, too. Um... I think I got everything. Oh, a uh, special shout out to all of the Patreon donors. Uh, we really appreciate all you guys do for us. Um, as all, as we always like to say, it keeps the lights on. Uh, and without you, we probably wouldn't be able to do that. So, or it would be a lot more difficult.
1: Lights are good. Uh,
0: yes, we lo- we like having lights. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, one last word, Eric, music credit, please.
1: Ah, uh, which show is this? Um, welcome Couch. to the end. Yes, welcome <laughs> to the end by Cell yeah. Dweller from their self-titled debut release, and uh, we highly recommend you check that out. Uh, basically, anything by Cell Dweller is really good. Yep,
0: anything by Clayton is really good. Yes, yes. All right. Well, that's all for this week on the Crash Couch. Again, we will be back next week for talk on the Seventh Man. Join us next time.